everybody welcome back to another episode of the control room podcast nba show i got a familiar face back with me today my guy ramiro oh come on come on man you put romo on youtube he got theatrics and tricks and shit man games oh my goodness he disposed of them blazers well we got a lot to get into for today's show man so much has happened in a week I mean, you got the Lakers and the Clippers both advancing. We got two Game 7s in the Western Conference Finals coming up. You got Donovan Mitchell versus Jamal Murray. You got the Heat upsetting the Bucks. You got uh, Boston beating the crap out of Toronto. But before we get into all that good stuff, we got to talk about the important stuff. Last week, we saw for the first time ever NBA players boycott a game. And that started with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Orlando Magics, and it trickled on down to the rest of the games of the day. And we had a mini shutdown. So, man, we haven't talked since. So I was just curious your thoughts on, you know, the, the whole process and uh, where we are today. Yeah, from, from what I read about it, um, you know, Milwaukee players had a meeting. Uh, mainly George Hill, I think, was the main guy who uh, started – uh, the whole idea of hey let's let's not let's not play and I mean given that um, you know the Jacob Blake thing happened in Kenosha Wisconsin um, and it made a lot of sense for Milwaukee to do something and uh, you know I, uh, I think it was uh, pretty appropriate given that um, the Jacob Blake incident happened in uh, Kenosha Wisconsin so it made sense for the Milwaukee Bucks to you know uh do something about it and really uh i mean what uh you know sports wise what can you do uh other than not play a game all right to make a statement and uh i mean i, I think it was pretty impactful um you know i mean big big scheme of things Whoa. back what's going on man Sorry. yeah i don't know what this phone's tripping man now you're good uh, anyways we got you so um like i was saying i i think it was a pretty big moment for the nba um and you know hopefully other leagues uh take note that if you want change uh albeit symbolic what have you you have to do something extreme even if it means not playing. I mean, there, there are some things bigger than basketball or bigger than sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, this certainly is bigger than, bigger than sports. Yeah, I mean, it was an it was a, a, um, amazing symbolic gesture, but they also had some action. They, they, they met multiple times and sometimes reports where it was a bit heated because they wanted to figure out exactly what direction they wanted to go in. And I think the main point was to put pressure on their owners to be more active in their support for this movement. And I know a few a few different owners, I think the owner in Houston and maybe even Milwaukee have opened up their arena uh, so people can go vote. And also uh, some of their contacts with senators. And you know, when you have big business like that, you know, if you wanna build a new arena or whatever, they gotta, they gotta talk to local government. And, you know, they have those connections. So the, the players were trying to put the pressure on those owners to use some of those connections. And there was a report that came out that Michael Jordan was actually a liaison between the players and the owners. Obviously, he's 
in my eyes, and most people's eyes, the greatest player of all time. But he reached out to uh, Chris Paul, who's uh, one of the leaders of the Players Union, and also Russell Westbrook, because they're a part of Team Jordan. And was just like, hey, what exactly do you guys want? And uh, I'll relay that message to the owners. And he basically just told the owners, like, hey, now's the time to listen. And you guys need to just need to listen to what the players want and be supportive. And that's how we really got basketball back and didn't blow up. But, yeah, man, I think baseball, I know a couple teams sat out as well. Um, and uh, I don't think hockey did anything, but can't quote me on that. But it was a huge I, don't, I, think, I think all major sports actually um, took the NBA's uh, lead. And, and I think they all canceled games that day, if I'm not uh, well, I know, I know NFL canceled some practices. I do believe that there were some baseball games played. And I, I saw a report of an NHL hockey player, uh, a black guy came out saying he was disappointed with the lack of action from his league. But I don't really follow those sports too closely, but I can just speak on NBA and NFL really. And it was, a, it was a, it was a historic day in sports and in the world just to see something like that happen Absolutely. and talk to the players for doing it yeah I, you know, I think the nba is obviously um when, when it comes to social issues i think they're they're really uh, uh, way ahead of, uh, of the other leagues um so hopefully you know these other leagues uh look at what adam silver is doing and uh they they kind of uh pattern themselves after what the nba is doing allowing guys to, to speak their mind and uh, and just, you know, let, let them express themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're frustrated. They're in a bubble. They went to the bubble to raise awareness. Uh, they have the Black Lives Matter shirts. They have, the, you know, they're, they're, they're speaking about Breonna Taylor and all the atrocities that have happened. And then another one happens. So then they're, they're kind of second guessing, like, why are we really here then if this is yeah. still going on? Um, but I think that, look, honestly, this has been happening for years. I saw a meme, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air meme with a, a Jazzy Jeff. And he's in court with his hands up. And Uncle Phil is like, Jazz, you can put your hands down. He was like, no, there's a dude here with a gun. Before you know it, I'm going to have six warning shots in my back. And that was 30 years ago. So the change isn't going to happen overnight. Um, but it's people are taking action. So, you know. Maybe 30 years from now, it won't be relevant. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully, uh, I mean, it's hard to say that, you know, these uh, developments will have an impact. Uh, but, you know, even though it's, it's, the NBA is putting money, you know, and it's, it's not just symbolic. Yeah. They're also uh, investing uh, in, 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 you know, communities. So it's not just, a, you know, a symbolic thing. I think the NBA is actually – uh taking action and actually you know getting things done so yes the good thing absolutely but all right man well, let's get let's get into actual basketball let's get into what's going on man so i kind of with with your whole attire and your whole setup today you're you're mr la uh, i think you're missing at least one team there's no clipper gear i don't see any, you got the dodgers hat on you got the lakers stuff on there's no clipper the real maybe that's an oversight but go ahead man uh, go off on about your Lakers, man. I mean, look, uh, I hate to say it, but I told you so. Okay. I said it would be a gentleman's sweep. It doesn't sound like you hate to say it, but I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> okay, I love to say it, but I told you so. Uh, look, I, I, I told you all along, uh, Dame would get one game. You know, Dame's going to get you one. 
But other than that, I told you they're not gonna they're not gonna win uh, more than one game against us, and that's exactly what happened. They won the first one uh, uh, in a Iverson like fashion, you know, when Philly beat the Lakers in the finals that first game. Game dancing and the, yeah, the famous step over Ty Lue and people were, you know, were, oh my God, are, are the Sixers going to do, are, is Philly going to pull this off? I was celebrating. Yes. I was never worried. I like the shirt, by the way, man. Yeah, yeah. Woodbury. Hey, shout out to my, my buddy Joe, uh, who uh, yeah. sells those shirts. Yeah, we, we, ain't, we ain't forgot about you. It just took us a minute before we actually got on YouTube. So yeah, we definitely going to give our supporters a shout out. When we, get we love our sponsors. We love our sponsors. <laughs> But listen, yeah. man, listen, I told you I want to change my basketball karma. And you notice since our last show, Clippers haven't lost. But look, man, you guys beat the Blazers in five. I don't know if that was technically the Portland Trail Blazers, though. I mean, uh, Dame Miller didn't play in the elimination game. And uh, CJ McCullen had a bad back. And Zach Collins didn't play because it was ankle. And, you know, Rodney Hood towards Achilles, Trevor Reza didn't actually come to the bubble. But so, hey, the great Carmelo was playing. And Melo, listen, hey, thank you. Let me talk about my <laughs> boy, Carmelo Anthony. Between the legs, oh, pull up. Oh, is this AD? You can come get some. Oh, what's up, Braun? Between the legs, pull up. Uh, in your mouth, too. 27 for the great Carmelo Anthony, a guy who's washed, a guy who my foster you know what? to be in China hooping. Come on now. You, you know what, gonna, Mike? Well, yeah. I got to give you credit. Please. I got to give you credit because you're the only guy that thought Carmelo still had something in him to, to, mm -hmm. to play a little more in the yeah, NBA. Because most people thought he was done. Well, you know, that's why there's that meme going around of the Carmelo Anthony apology form where it was like the media told me he was done. Analytics said he was washed. Blah, blah, blah. But I never actually watched the games. I just went off of what I heard on TV. When you look at, when you watch basketball, it's very clear to see who has skill, who has IQ, and who doesn't. And Carmelo, I think, is 36 years old. So he's not out there because of his athleticism. He's out there because he's highly skilled. And in the clutch, he's not afraid. So you tell me the Lakers couldn't use some of that action right now? There's a lot. Houston, hey, Houston Rockets, who got rid of him, who's in a game seven right now with OKC, who, oh, they also traded away Chris Paul from that team. And Chris Paul is leading OKC and a bunch of old Clippers, Gallinari, SGA, and a, bunch, a ragtag crew. They're in the game seven. So that's what I mean. We can just jump into that right now. What do you think about that series, man? OKC's not supposed to be here. They had a 0.02% chance of making the playoffs in the preseason. And they, they won game away from going to the semis. Look, Chris Paul is uh, a great point guard. Um, so, you know, when he's in control <laughs> of a team, he, he can make things happen. Uh, he, you know, he damn near took the Clippers, you know, to uh, what second round, third round? No, we were, um, we were one game away from going to the Western Conference. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Chris Paul is very underrated. Uh, he he is your your uh, your prototypical point guard. You know, he he pretty much does what you need a point guard to do: uh, distribute and 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 um, you know get his teammates involved. Um, I don't know why Chris Paul you know has gotten a bad rap. Uh, for whatever reason, um, but 
you know, he's a great player and he knows how to play the game. And, uh, you know, they, they might pull the upset at this point, the momentum ha has shifted. So yeah, I think, uh, Houston's in trouble. I mean, I would love we to have a problem. I would love to see Houston, LA, uh, just to see that the, 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 the contrast in styles would be amazing to, to see. It's a small ball versus the, probably the biggest team in the league, but yeah. man, it's hard to root for Houston like I say, when they ship away my guy Mello and try to end his career, then they ship Chris Paul away to basically basketball Siberia. Nobody saw Oklahoma City doing anything this year. They got two MVPs on their team. They got the great Mike D'Antoni, you know, and they – You know how I feel about Jump Tony. Hey, trust me, I ain't got no love for that man either after the way he treated Mello. So, listen, like, box office-wise, I want to see – L.A. Houston, okay? But, man, would it be some beautiful karma if Chris Paul knocks off Houston in the first round? And uh, I got to say, Chris Paul gets a bad rep because he always gets hurt. That's me as a Clipper fan. He's always getting hurt at the wrong time in the playoffs. Hopefully this year is different. Um, but he's a bulldog, man. He's a leader. He's not going to let your team quit. He's going to raise everybody's game. And just to transition to another game, a guy who's just like that, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is one of those Getting buckets. Nails, like I will fight you on this court type of dude. I don't care if I'm – They don't call him Jimmy Buckets for nothing, Mike. Hey, ask Carl Anthony Towns Andrew Wiggins how Jimmy Butler gets down, okay? Because, man, he saw the Greek freak and he was like, I don't care. Here's 40 for you and we're going to beat you game one. And this is where the home court advantage – Woo! It sucks, man, because the Bucs just got to beat them straight up, and, and Miami yeah. got the better than them. So, man, what did you think about that game? Yeah, look, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler uh, has been a great scorer everywhere, he, everywhere he's been. Um, I think he finally found the right fit. Uh, he even said himself that, uh, you know, Miami is a perfect destination for him. Um, his teammates seem to like him. Uh, they have a good young core, yeah. you know, um, some of these guys, uh, the rookies, like Duncan Robinson, uh, was, it was it Tyler Hero? Yeah, and then they got, then they got um, a big man. They got, I don't know if he's a rookie, but bam, he's a young shooter. Man. They got Andre Iguodala over there. They got a crew, man. Mm -hmm. They got uh, the Dragon. Spolstra's coach, you know, uh, uh, many championship teams. Yes. So he has, he has the experience. Uh, you know what? I mean, Miami is, is, is a dark horse. Hey, man, like you got to wake up and take him seriously now. And I'm happy for Spo because, like a lot of LeBron coaches, they don't get any love because, hey, you coach LeBron James, you coach Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen. Like, of course you're going to win. But people, and people were like, LeBron never had a great coach. You're going to look 10 years from now, Coach Spo is going to be a great coach. Remember, he's handpicked by your boy, Pat Riley, that he's yep. been a long time. So, you know, Spo is, is, is a real coach. And honestly, no one saw this coming from Miami either. Because who they don't have any other all-stars. Jimmy Butler is nice, but he's not a top 10 player in the league right now. But I will say this, Kawhi Leonard did reach out to Jimmy Butler before he reached out to Paul George. Now, you can say he reached out to Jimmy Butler first because he's a free agent and Paul George was still under contract with OKC. But Kawhi wanted to play with KD. He wanted to play with Jimmy. And then they had to orchestrate the thing for Paul George. I personally would love to have Jimmy Butler on my team. Paul George, you know, playoff P is back, kind of. So we're, we're cool now. 
But uh, just much respect to Jimmy Butler, what Miami's doing. Uh, I really don't know who to root for in this one. I like both teams. But you know what? Maybe Clipper-wise, maybe I should re- root for Miami. Let's get Greek Freak out the way. Now, that's you're assuming the, the Clippers are going to make the finals? I mean, that is my prediction. Mike, first of all, let's talk about the Western Conference finals first. So who, who do you – if you had your choice, okay, what opponent would you rather see, Utah or Denver? Yeah, for the next round in the, in the semis, I would prefer to play uh, Denver. And that may sound crazy because Jamal Murray is playing out of his mind. He actually – they were trying to compare his game the other day uh, on ESPN to somebody. And I think the best comp so far is uh, uh, Gilbert Arenas, a bigger guard who can score from anywhere. When he gets hot, he really gets hot. But I think we have the defenders to slow him down. We, 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 uh, I think we won three out of the four matchups against Denver in the regular season, which doesn't really matter. But I think we match up better with them. Donovan Mitchell is way too explosive. That's young D. Wade stuff. Uh, he's, he's too quick and too strong. Uh, like Kawhi is strong enough, but I don't think he can move his feet quick enough. And Paul George, you know, I don't want to put that type of pressure on him. Let's make sure he's, his mental state stays secure. Okay, so I would prefer to go against Denver, but, man, that's been a hell of a series to watch. Either way, either way, you're going to have a tough matchup on your hands because you're going to uh, try to stop Jamal Murray. Or you're going to have to stop Donovan Mitchell, who are on fire right now. Yeah, man, I can't um, wait to watch that game. Um, that game's tonight, actually. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, yeah. Okay, I pose the same question to you. Houston or OKC, who would you rather see? You know, uh, this might sound crazy to people, but I actually prefer Houston because of how small they are. And I don't think they're going to be able to match up with our bigs. Um, As you know, uh, dumb Tony uh, came up with this brilliant idea of, uh, is he starting like P.J. Tucker at the center position, I think? Pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. they have P.J. Tucker who's – P.J. Tucker's like 6'5", man. So how is he going to handle – you know, the likes of uh, A.D. and McGee and, and Dwight Howard. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll have a field day against Houston. Uh, I'm actually more afraid of OKC. They did OK beat City. you guys, though. They did beat you guys, though, a couple of times during the regular season. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. But I, I would prefer – actually, I, I would prefer Houston. And OKC, you know, Steven Adams, that's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, and he's physical. And so, I, I, you know, if I have my pick, I would want to face the Rockets. But it doesn't matter. That doesn't regardless. Gotta love that Laker confidence. Uh, You know what? That doesn't sound crazy. Um, That makes a lot of sense for me. I don't know if OKC has enough scoring to keep up with you guys. Uh, You know, because if Chris Paul is your closing guard, I mean, granted, you guys don't have any perimeter defense, so he may eat y'all alive, actually. Uh, With uh, Gildress Alexander, um, and uh, Schroeder, like no, that three-guard rotation might give you problems, actually. But, look, box office-wise, you got two MVPs on one side. You got Brian Ad on the other side. You got James Harden doing his thing. Uh, I feel you got like, Russell Westbrook just giving out turnovers left and right. And yeah, they, I mean, hey, they both, they combined for just 12 turnovers last night, seven from Russ and five from Harden. But, uh, yeah, Clippers definitely have the tougher road. Um, but that's just going to make the 
championship summer sweep. Keep dreaming, man. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. <laughs> All right, man. So then, what do, what do, we haven't talked about Boston and Toronto. Boston. Man. What did? What the hell? What happened in that game? Look, I'm not surprised. I've been saying all along that Boston's the best team in the uh, in the East. Um, even though, you know, Toronto, even without Kawhi, they had a great season. But, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, it's a different animal. And you got to have that go-to guy. And uh, I don't know if Kyle Lowry is the guy to uh, step in uh, uh, Kawhi's uh, big shoes. What's my man? I forget his name every time. Uh, Drake lookalike. Uh, yeah, Fred, Fred, the great Fred Van Vliet. Van, Van Vliet. Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, he's they got, good. They got Siakam. Right. They got Siakam, Mbaka, Marcus Gasol. Siakam. It's definitely more of a group effort with them. Um, it's definitely by committee. There's not just one. There's not. There's no head of the snake. Um, and Boston, man, they got some young studs with Tatum and Brown and Kimball Walker. Yeah, squad. Like Kimball Walker and Smart. Um, and, and yeah. is Gordon Hayward healthy or is he? No, he he, he hasn't even oh. suited up yet. He's he's still dealing with. Oh, they have enough weapons as it is. Yeah, man. So I think Toronto's. I think Toronto may revert back to old Toronto, getting bounced out of the playoffs real quick, and not putting up much of a fight. Game two is going to say a lot because it, it was either one game where Toronto just went from playing Brooklyn to Boston and being like, oh shit. Um, mm-hmm. Or it's going to be like, this is just a terrible matchup for them, and they're about to get ran up out of there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm for, forecasting Boston, L.A., Lakers, that is, uh, in the <laughs> okay. final. Okay. The classic, uh, you know, classic rivalry, man. And, you know, it doesn't get any better. Celtics, Lakers, just okay. like the old days. I, I see a new rivalry. Actually, listen, we, listen, before we go, we got to talk about your boy. Luka and Dallas – there's no love loss between them and my, and my Clippers, man. We got into it quite a bit, uh, but we had to go, we had to go grown man on Luca and be like, "Nah, you about to fill us." No, you had to play dirty. Nah, bro, you had to play dirty. Dirty, come on, Romo. You grew up in the '80s and the '90s. He got we slapped the side of his ear, man. He fell on the ground. He started huffing and puffing like. You can't he, do that. You can't do that to the golden boy of the NBA. You can't I do mean, that. Clearly, and we got he got kicked out. He got kicked out for that. But honestly, I like I look I like Luca. He's Team Jordan. But man, I really didn't like him this series because he was giving my Clippers fits. Uh, but Kawhi Leonard down the stretch was like, "All right, man, it's time for you to go home." Mid range jumper, mid range jumper. Oh yeah, the mid range game is dead. That's a bad shot. Except for when Kawhi Leonard shoots it right. Mid range jumper, mid range jumper, mid range jumper. I'm locking Luca up on the other end. Bye bye. Look, you know Kawhi. Kawhi's been impressive, um, but the biggest question is how is Paul George going to perform? Uh, I mean, he's not very consistent from game to game. Um, that's the problem I have with the Clippers is there's there's no consistency there. So can you rely on on PG to to kind of get you guys over the hump, or is Kawhi going to have to carry this team? Well, that is the probably $100 million question because that's probably around whatever Paul George's salary is. Listen, if you've been watching basketball, this is Paul George. He can be the best. He can literally be the best player in the entire NBA one night, and he could be a guy who doesn't look like he belongs on your team another night. And Yeah, right now he doesn't seem like he's present. Like he's not – 
his head's not in the game. I don't know what's going on, but that's going to be a problem. I know you're hoping that's a problem. That's what you're rooting for. No, it's going to be a problem. He, it looks like he has, guy. he has a good support system. And uh, listen, if he's having an off night, there's a guy named Lou Will who can drop 30. Okay, we got a guy named Montrez. We just got to keep Lou Will away from the uh, – uh, Magic City is far away, bro. I'm sure he's getting the lemon pepper wings sent to him. You know, and that's the way to do it, okay? That's the way to do it, all right? Maybe he's having Zoom calls at Magic City. Maybe that's how he's getting his fix. And, and my hat's off to him. But uh, basically, the Clippers are deep, in, deep enough to weather some of Paul George's uh, peaks and valleys. And uh, I think at the end of the day, we'll be the, the team left standing. But we got a long, long way to go. Look, we shall see. That's why they play the games, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, I, I like uh, my Lakers' chances to uh, reach the finals, and uh, my prediction all along has been Boston, L.A. So we'll, we'll see if I'm correct again. I'm, I'm usually right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we go, got to say, you know, give our condolences to the families uh, for Lou Olson, who passed away recently, um, John Thompson, um, legendary. Uh, Great Georgetown coach. And, you know, uh, I just did a pod recently on uh, the passing of the great Chadwick Bozeman. So, you know, um, the, when it comes to coaching standpoint, those guys are Mount Rushmore, gold standard. I had just found out on uh, watching ESPN Today, Rich Jefferson was talking about Lou Olson. And, you know, it's in Arizona, one of the last states to celebrate MLK Day. He said back in the 90s, they were having MLK on their jackets. And he would, and Lou Olson was an advocate you know, for equality for everyone all the way back then. And that's something I didn't know about. And now it's really awesome to see him. John Thompson, I mean, I yeah. credit him for saving his life. So, yeah, we've uh, we've lost a lot of great people this year, man. 2020 has been rough. And a lot of people say, oh, it's just sports. And, you know, what does it really mean in the greater scheme of things? Those are two perfect examples of how important sports are in society. Yeah. And Chadwick Bowles always catapulted you yeah. know, uh, uh, social change, you know, uh -huh. going back to, to Jackie Robinson. Exactly. Muhammad. Jackie Robinson. Well, back then it was probably Brooklyn, but whatever. Uh, uh -huh. And then the great Chadwick Bozeman. I mean, he had, and his impact is international, but you know, remember when Black Panther was at its peak and you had NBA players doing the, you know, Wakanda forever. You had the depot. depot with the mask on, you know, doing this to Chad when he was, uh, Core side, man, there's beautiful pictures. I think Chad even did something about Kobe where he reenacts Kobe uh, jumping on the scorer's table and celebrating. After oh, really? I got to yeah. see that. I'll send that to you. Okay. Uh, I, I, I hadn't heard about that. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I don't know if you got anything to add about those three gentlemen, um, but I just want to give, give some time for that. Man, I, I wish, uh, you know, we could, uh, you know, have a mulligan like in golf. You just start over. I wish we could just start 2020 all over and, and uh, you know, still have uh, Kobe and, and, and Chadwick Boseman and, and uh, all these great people that we've lost, man. It's just been, it's been a rough year uh, to say the least, you know, but that's life. Yeah. 2020 is going down in the history books for a lot of bad. Um, but uh, I gotta say, thanks for joining me again. Uh, Control and podcast NBA show, just getting the channel up and running. So if you haven't already, uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, do all that good stuff. You still can find it in the audio format. 
uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you stream your podcast, you can find us at the Control Room Podcast. Also on IG. Uh, Romo, where can they find you on IG? Uh, they can find me at uh, Romero Romo Jr. Okay. JR. All right, when Romo starts tripping about fantasy football, he's going to need y'all help. But yeah, I'm at Michael D. Walker. Draft is coming next week. Michael D. Walker 3, Instagram and Twitter. Hey, till next time, talk to you guys later. All right. Peace.